Wow. We could just stayed worshiping. Such a palpable presence of God. He's so faithful and he's so just and he's so awesome. What's up, Justice? Hey, what's up, dude? Can I borrow him? In a few minutes during the preaching, I'm going to need to borrow him. So take him out of his seat if that's all right. I'm, I'm, I, I had a doll in the front. That's what I did in first service. But Justice is here. So, so I'm going to use Justice in the preaching. You can feel free. Just come right up here. Sit right up in the front, Francis, with Justice. And, and I'm going to borrow him in just a minute or two when we get into the preaching, okay? Um, because um, it's just going to work a lot better than using uh, the doll that I use. I mean, Gabriella's awesome. And I used her in the Spanish service. Um, but we'll use justice in just one minute. Uh, you know, God is awesome. Uh, he's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's so good. We worship you. Those of you that are watching online, at, we, can, we give a, can we give a hand of praise for those that are online with us this morning? We miss you guys, and uh, I, I know that God is working and, and reaching you right there where you are home as well. And uh, I do encourage you, eliminate distractions, all right? Close every other window if you're having it on your computer, and just focus and let God hit you. Um, with, with the same presence and anointing that we feel in this place today. Uh, it's awesome to be together with you guys again. Last week, we didn't have in-person service due to Tropical Storm uh, Ita, ETA, ETA, whatever you want to call her or him. I mean, I'm guessing it's a her. I, I really don't know. Um, but we need to be praying because IOTA is out there right now, and it's about to hit as a major hurricane the same places that just got flooded um, in Central America by Tropical Storm uh, Ita two weeks ago. Um, the areas of Nicaragua and Honduras, um, um, all that area which was decimated by waters of this tropical storm are about to get hit again by a major hurricane. Can we, let, Father, right now in the name of Jesus we pray that that storm debilitates, weakening in it right now in Jesus' name. We pray for your hand of protection upon all of those that are in the way of this storm right now. In Jesus' name. Keep them in prayer. Keep them in prayer. Um, but we didn't, get, we, we didn't have in-person gathering last week due to the tropical storm. But I encourage you, if you missed last week's message, go to any of our platforms, whether it be YouTube, Vimeo, our church website, Facebook, or if you want to just listen to it, any of the podcast platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, it's on all of them. And we spoke a, a message that deviated from the series. There was a, a little bit of a shift. <laughs> we, we went to online service and... Um, because of the tropical storm, but we spoke about trusting and where we put our trust. And I believe it was a message that was crucial for the time that we are living in. B 
because a lot of us are having the focus of our trust shifted from God to other things or people. And we need to make sure that we realign ourselves and that our trust is solely upon the Lord. Amen? So I encourage you to go back. But today, we're going to get back into juicy fruit. And we've only got two weeks left. I don't know what I'm going to do after that. Well, I know what series coming next. But uh, <laughs> I, I've been all tropical. I got my pineapples again on. I mean, I, I, I've been wearing fruit all over the place. And, and oh, my pants are stuck. Um, the fruit of the Spirit is essential for us to understand. And Galatians 5, 22 and 23, come on, raise your hand if you already memorized it. Almost all of you, we're going to say it together. You're going to be surprised. If I ask the question again, you're all going to be able to put your hands up because we've read it every single time for the last 11 weeks and you all know it already. Are you ready? Can you read it with me? If you're online, I want you to say it out loud as well and even put it into the comment box. Are you ready? One, two, three. But the fruit of the Spirit is... Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to remind you, it says the fruit of the Spirit is. It is one fruit. It's not different fruits, okay? You don't have one and then not the other. You're all supposed to, we are all supposed to exhibit all of it because it is a supernatural fruit. Say supernatural. In the comment box, put it in there. Supernatural. It is a supernatural thing that takes place due to our relationship with God. When we are grafted into the vine, Jesus being that tree, that vine, we are grafted in as branches. The Holy Spirit flowing through us produces this fruit. And we've spent a week talking about each and every one of them. And today we're going to talk about gentleness. Gentleness. But I need you to understand something. Gentleness is actually, it's, it's, it's used here as gentleness, but the word actually is meekness. Gentleness is meekness. Now, the world definition of someone who is meek is wrong and it is incorrect. I'm going to read it. I've looked it up in the dictionary and I'm going to read to you the definition of the word meek according to the dictionary. Quiet, gentle, easily imposed on, submissive. Someone who is meek, according to the language of our world that we live in, is someone who is submissive, easily stepped on, put down. But that is not the biblical definition of meek. The fruit of the Spirit is not for you to be put down or stepped upon or submissive. The fruit of the Spirit of meekness is actually controlled strength. That is the definition of meekness, controlled strength. It is disposition that is even-tempered, balanced in spirit, Power and strength under control. Now, I'm going to borrow justice. Come here, justice. Come here, big guy. Come on over. You are so stinking cute, dude. Say hi. Look at everybody. All right, so this is justice. If you didn't know justice, this is justice. Say what's up. Yeah, what's up? I got your nose. Yeah. He's looking at everybody like, you look at all these people all the time? 
I'm gonna let you know if he starts crying because he saw one of y'all. It wasn't because I'm holding him, all right? I'm just, just saying. But so this is justice. Justice is a baby. Can you agree with that? Yes. Now, how many of you here have ever carried a baby? How many of you ever had your baby and you're gonna give them to someone else to carry? Perhaps a, a sibling? You know, like when Alexander was born and Abigail wanted to carry her? And what would we say? We'd pass over the baby and we'd say, okay, hold the baby soft, right? Hold, hold him by the neck, hold him. Be gentle. Why? Because the older sibling or the person carrying this beautiful baby has a lot of strength and especially a child might not understand that if they yank on a baby's arm, they can pull it out of socket. They might not understand that if they don't hold the baby softly and gently, they will bring about a pain. So we remind them, control your strength. In other words, be meek. That's what meekness is. I told you this was much better than doing it with the doll. I'm, I'm, I'm going to gently give justice back because I'm not strong enough to carry him for the whole preaching. What are you feeding that little boy? A linebacker or something. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is your strength under perfect control. Strength under perfect control. That is the definition of biblical meekness. It's not weakness. It's not frailty. It's not these things that the world defines it as someone who is submissive or that can have their will imposed upon. No, biblical meekness is you having the power, but controlling it, harnessing it, being gentle. That's why it says gentleness there, but the word is meekness. It is controlled strength. How many of you know that Jesus was meek? You know, we... We think of Jesus, and if you remember, and you can read this in Scripture, when they came to arrest Jesus, the disciples, they were like, we got you, Jesus. We will defend you. They got to go through us. As a matter of fact, Peter took out a sword, and what did he do? He chopped the ear off of one of the guards. As a matter of fact, if you're watching us online, I want you to throw an emoji of an ear in the comment box. It's in there. I want you to throw an emoji of an ear in a comment box. Jesus cut the, I mean, not Jesus, one of the disciples, Peter, cut the ear off. And Jesus looked at them all and said, whoa, do you understand? I have the authority. I right now can call to my father to send 12, not one, not two, not three, 12 legions of angels and he would send them, but that won't fulfill his purpose. Jesus had the power, but he had it under control. 
He then bent down, picked up the ear. I'm assuming he took the dirt off the ear and put it back on his head. I don't know, maybe he left the dirt in there for good measure. I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming Jesus blew it off, put it back on, healed him. Jesus was meek. He had the power and the authority. However, he controlled it. He harnessed it. And I want to give you some of the characterization of meekness. And I want you to jot these things down. Some of the characterization of meekness, the attributes of it. The first one is this. There is a submissiveness of spirit. The world says someone who is submissive. Biblical definition of meekness is submissiveness of spirit. Again, Jesus could have called down the legions of angels, but he knew that the spirit did not want that because he needed to go to the cross so that every one of us could then have access to the Father. So it is submissiveness of spirit where we allow the voice of the spirit to guide us and direct us. Another characterization of meekness is this. It does not lift itself up in opposition. No adelante, you know what I mean? It bends like a reed in a storm, but it doesn't break. It's not easily provoked. There's some people that provoke us. And there's some people that provoke us more than others. But walking in meekness allows us to not be provoked. And do you know that the Bible gives us clear promises to those that are meek? Clear promises. I'm going to share four or five of them, and we're going to read the verses. So jot them down so you can read them later. But the first of these promises to the meek is found in Matthew 5, 5. Matthew 5, 5 says this. Jesus talking, Sermon on the Mount. He says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. David in Psalm 37, verse number 11, said something similar. Psalm 37, 11, look at what David said. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. If you're taking notes, one of those promises to the meek is that they shall inherit the earth. That's a good one. Look what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 147, verse number 6. Psalm 147, verse 6. The Lord lifts up the humble and he casts the wicked down to the ground. In certain translations, when you look this word humble and you look at the definition of it, it is the same exact word of meek. As a matter of fact, depending on the translation that you might have on your phone or on your, in your hand right now, you might have seen the word meek in there. So what does that tell us? The meek shall be exalted. Psalm 25, verse number 9 says this, Psalm 25, 9. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. God teaches the meek. Throw the next one up. Isaiah 29, 19. Isaiah 29, 19 says that they will increase in joy, those that are meek. So what are these promises? They will inherit the earth. They'll be exalted. They will be guided and taught by God. They are saved by God and they will increase in joy. Increase in joy. 
Now, what are we supposed to do when we are tempted not to show meekness? Anybody here ever been tempted to use all of their strength? Tempted to say more than you should? What do we need to do? This is what we need to do. When we're tempted to that, we need to ask God to subdue our pride. Why? When do we get a little out of control? When it hurts the pride. And we want the I, the me, to come out. The me. When we are tempted to not show meekness, we need to pray for God to subdue our pride. We need to magnify Christ in praise. I try, that's a little thing for you. Have you ever watched that movie, Anger Management? You don't know what movie I'm talking about? Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. Right? This is your, the Christian for the Christian, this is the goose, goose, the goose Fraba. Something happens, you turn around, it's like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You know, I do that all the time. When I'm getting a little irritated with something, I will find a way to sing to God so that I don't lose it. But you're a pastor. Yep, and this pastor can have an attitude. And this pastor can lose his temper. And this pastor who looks like Casper, okay, gets very, very red. And my blood pressure goes out of my ears. I'm like, bless the Lord. Okay, that's one of the things that I do when I'm tempted to not be meek. And the other thing that you need to do when you're tempted not to be meek is ask the Holy Spirit to take control. Because remember that we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And it flows as our connection is there with God and the fruit comes out. Thank you for putting up the, the King James Version. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth. All right. Now, as believers... We must demonstrate meekness. And we are commanded to. We are instructed to. Look at what Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 says. Galatians 6 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass. In other words, when you find somebody messing up and going against what God said to do. Sinning. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Again, meekness. Same word, prautos, P-R-A-T-O-U-S is the word in the original language. Considering yourself lest you be also tempted. In other words, don't see someone who was wrong and come up with them. But don't you know, because the Bible says, and what are you doing? No, 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 no. In meekness, bring correction. In gentleness, like when I was carrying justice, don't pull them by the arm. Don't get that person that is wandering away from God because of sin and yank them by the arm. But go over there and in love and meekness, let them know what's going on. That's right. He agreed with me. If you didn't hear justice, he agreed. He said amen. 
1 Timothy 6.11. Look what 1 Timothy 6.11. This is Paul writing to Timothy. We're receiving it. He says, but you, O man of God, flee these things. And look what he tells us to pursue. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness or meekness. That is what we need to pursue. As Christians, pursue having your strength under control. Pursue harnessing it. Pursue it. Seek after it. And the third thing, in Titus chapter 3, Titus chapter 3, look what it tells us in verse number 2. But you... To speak evil of no one, be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Be meek towards all men. Be meek towards all men. Towards everybody. Not just your family. Not just other believers to everybody. As a matter of fact, one of the characteristics of someone who is meek and walking in meekness is being able to, in meekness, present the gospel to an unbeliever. There's a lot of people who won't come to Christ because of the way that we tell them about Christ. Because we don't do it in gentleness. We don't do it in self-control. We do it in arrogance. We do it in pride. We do it in a way that comes across saying, I'm the one that's right and you're the one that's wrong. That's not meekness. That's not gentleness. That's grabbing justice and pulling his sockets out of their arms. The picture of meekness is having the power under perfect control. I'm going to ask the worship team to come to the altar. Church, we are called to be meek like Christ. And let me tell you what that means. Jesus, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But he is also the lamb of God. The lion of the tribe of Judah. But he is also the lamb of God. Let us walk and demonstrate meekness to all that we encounter. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Father, this morning our prayer is that you would subdue from us our pride. 
And Lord, that we will walk in meekness. Lord, that we may have our power, our strength under perfect control. Being led by the Holy Spirit. And show this meekness to all. Father, that when we are tempted to not walk in meekness, that we would call upon your name. That when we are tempted to not walk in meekness, that we would rely not on our strength, but on the Holy Spirit. To have our strength under control. In Jesus' name. Perhaps today, you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life or you walked away from him and you want to get right with him today. And you say, Pastor, how do I do that? Well, it's actually very simple. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So what does it take? It takes us believing that Jesus is the son of God. And then the scripture says that if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Confess it and believe it. Those two. So if today you want to get right with God or you want to surrender to him, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray with you. And I want you to say this out loud with me in church. Let's pray with each of these that want to surrender themselves and say, God, God I'm, a I'm a sinner and on my own. I can't get to you, but I believe that Jesus is your son, that he came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, was buried, and rose from the grave to pay the price of my sin. So today, I ask Jesus, come and live in my heart, write my name in the book of life, and from now on, God, I'm yours. And you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you did that today for the first time or if you got right with God, you need to tell somebody. And then you need to go get baptized, yep. First act of obedience as a new believer is to get baptized. We're actually going to have baptisms December 12th again. Oh, we just had one the other day. Yes, but this past Friday to 2020 youth, we preached on the baptism and how elemental it is. And some of our young people are going to get baptized. So we're having another one. So if you haven't get baptized, or if you now understand what baptism is, and if you don't understand it, go listen to the elemental part three is the one on baptism. It's on our website and all our podcast stuff on what baptism is and sign up to get baptized on December 12th. You can do it on our church center app. Amen. But you need to tell somebody. So put it in the comment box, Jesus, or text us at 786-226-7343. And all you need to text is the word Jesus so that we can be praying for you. Amen. Can you give God a hand of praise this morning?